0: Hello listeners, John Power here, host of the How To Hobby Podcast, and I want to be the first to welcome you to Platform How To Hobby. On tonight's episode of the show, Sean and I are going to walk you through everything you need to know to navigate theme parks successfully. The best way to get in touch with us is at our website, HowToHobbyPodcast.com. And please don't forget to leave a five-star review wherever you digest your podcasts. Hello and welcome to the How To Hobby Podcast. I'm your host, John Power, joined once again by the Ride King himself, Sean Bennett. We're here tonight to bring you some rip-roaring content like we always do. Sean is back from his flash dash across the country to see some family. And we are going to be diving into something tonight that's super fun. That we're we're big fans up here at the How to Hobby Podcast because you gotta you gotta have fun in your life. It's gonna be all about how to navigate
1: the world
0: of theme parks. Specifically, Sean's gonna break down his most recent trip to uh, Six Flags, which is a, a Magic Mountain, right 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 out there on the edge of uh, hell itself, um, L.A. <laughs> I, I couldn't have said it any better myself. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Sorry to all you LA people. I just I can't drive through there and get go to Valencia, Sean.
1: It it had to have been painful. It it was. Uh, that that's one of the. We'll get into when you get in some of the tips and tricks for a theme parks. So I'll go into how we avoided uh, the traffic on the way there. I've got how some you, good. How you tips. navigate hell? Yeah, navigate through and or around hell to get to your theme parks. But yeah, I mean, we have we have a lot of theme parks in Southern California, and they a lot of them always end up having to go through L.A., so you just have to get used to it.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, everything great, you, you have to go through L.A. Like to get to wine country, you got to go through L.A. To go up north to see Big Sur, which is just gorgeous. You got to go through L.A. It's like the, you know, I would like to say it's like the final boss, but it's not
1: even. It's just... You're just getting started. <laughs> <laughs> you are. You really are. Uh, yeah, uh, and just pray it's not raining on the day that you have to drive up there because that's oh. it's a whole other beast. Oh goody! Yeah, no, we don't we don't drive in the
0: rain too often out in the SoCal streets. So when it happens, it's a uh, it's a nightmare. But but really, listeners, I mean everybody from LA, we have a, a, a plethora of listeners from LA. I mean, you guys would, would agree, I'm sure, right? That the traffic is bad. My son confirmed it. He cried the entire trip on the <laughs> way through L.A. Like, as soon as we got into the the thick of it, he just couldn't even handle it anymore. And I said... I don't blame him. Yep. I don't blame him at That's all. how I feel, too, inside. I wish <laughs> I could do that, just burst out crying, but I'll let you do it, Sonny. <laughs> well, welcome back, Sean. You are fresh off the heels of a big old trip to Arkansas, but, you know, maybe... Bring us through uh, how, how'd everything go? How was the travel? Are we, we're in the thick of, uh, well, we're almost about to be in the holiday season. Uh, yep. did you feel a little bit of that pressure, that tension as you were navigating the, the airport?
1: There was, uh, every flight we had was completely booked. Uh, there were no available seats. Um, it was kind of intense. So, uh, Really? Oh. Yeah. So if any of our listeners aren't aware, um, I have family out in Arkansas. So my grandparents bought 100 acres, 100 acres, out in uh, – just outside of Sparkman, Arkansas, uh, and about 10 years ago. No, about 15 years ago. Um, they bought a rundown house that was owned by a man who passed away. And they bought the house. They bought the land. And through several years, they ended up basically rebuilding the entire house to now it's a beautiful, like, 1,500-square-foot brick house. It's gorgeous. Very, very uh, country vibes, kind of modern country. And then they have 100 acres that's hay. My grandpa owns horses. They have uh, tractors and everything out there. So it's pretty good living out there, slow life. And when I was a kid, my – Parents would send my brother and I out there every summer. It was kind of our, you know, go live the hard life for a while, give my parents some time away to just be themselves. And so, doing that as a kid, I absolutely hated it. You know, it was right at that time where I was starting to date. I had a not a farmer, Sean. I wasn't at that time, and (laughs) I absolutely hated it. And then, as I got older, I started realizing that there was something magical about living the southern life in the middle of nowhere and so when i decided to be unemployed for a while uh, i was like you know what i'm gonna go spend some time with my grandparents i hadn't seen them in a long time and i uh, wow. wanted to go out there so my brother his girlfriend and i decided to go do a week out there and we flew flew out there rented a car drove the hour and a half from the airport to their place because if anyone's curious if you look up sparkman arkansas uh, the town that they live six miles outside of, the population is around four hundred people, so it's a very very small middle America town. Um, the nearest Walmart is a thirty minute drive into town, so it's a it's pretty remote and wow. it was amazing. Five-star
0: high school, though. Sparkman High School, five stars with two reviews.
1: <laughs> the entire school population right there. That's that's <laughs> it. We got the Ray White Lumber Co. Yeah, yes. Very nice. Um, so, yeah, we went out there. My grandpa is really, really into guns. He's a gun collector and has been a gun collector his whole life. And so he you know he spent 24 years in the Navy and then did private security for a long time after that. So he and I had a lot to talk about while I was out there and we've shot That's a few great. guns, uh, shot some Mossbergs, shot some revolvers, uh, shot a InterTech 9 millimeter that kept jamming on us every two shots. but <laughs> it, all in all, it was a really good trip and just an amazing time getting to hang out with my grandparents and this is my lesson coming out of this is call your if you if you still have grandparents, call them, text them, Email them, fly out and see them because they're only getting older by the day, and you want to make sure you get that time in with them. Because for I'll I'll say for me, listening to my grandparents talk about the life lessons that they've they had to endure and that they learned and that they went through are things that I'm going to apply to my life to make me better, to make me a better Mm. person, a better human, and a better man, and you know all of the stories my grandpa has from when he was in the navy it was just a very humbling experience to sit down and talk with people who lived a much harder life than we did and how happy they ended up being coming out of that so do me very please call your grandparents uh we're already planning a trip to go back there next spring uh to see what it's like in the spring cuz it was below freezing most of the time we were there wow um, this last week yep So we're going to go back in the spring and hopefully see it as the they're actually planting the garden and we have more plants and you'll see a little bit more deer out because it's not hunting season. Um, And yeah, so it it was an absolutely amazing trip. And I come I came back home just thinking about when I can go back out.
0: Wow. Well, no, I love that, Sean. That's really striking a chord with me. I think I need to spend more time interacting with my grandparents we do have plans to hopefully get back it, it is on our radar as well to get out and uh spend some time with but we want to show so my my grandparents are great great grandparents now so mm. uh, if we can get the kids out there for them it's i mean it's not quick they're in Pennsylvania so it's a it's a trek but yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I think it's well worth it. They're only getting older and it's good to spend time with with them. And again, yeah. in my mind, it's just it, helping them to experience some joy of being great grandparents as well. It's like that's that's super cool. So Yeah,
1: and for me, even being an adult, watching how happy us being out there made my grandparents. I mean, my grandma pulled me aside and said that she hadn't seen my grandpa that happy in years that hit me like a ton of bricks because he and I talk on the phone, but we hadn't been out there in so long and it's just completely different. And he never Mm -hmm. had kids. Um, He's my, my grandma's second husband. He never had kids. uh, So he didn't get that chance of getting to have kids and then grandkids. Like we are his family and Mm. he and I, I mean, we talked every day for hours about, the military, guns, life, lived growing up in the South because he grew up in a little tiny town in Texas. Uh, just so many life lessons and stories that he passed on. And every time he would just be sitting there and he would just start chuckling. And then he'd go into another story about some crazy time when he was in the military. And they were hanging outside of a helicopter or, you know, he, yeah. fought, in, he fought in Vietnam when they were out there. And there was just you would just watch the twinkle in his eye when he remembered a story about somebody that had passed away or an old friend that he wasn't connected with. And it was like, he was back there again, living that young life of chasing women and you know doing, <laughs> doing everything that, you know, you do in your early twenties. And, you know, he just, it made him younger just by telling those stories and it made That's me feel good seeing him like that. So I, I, I can't wait to go back. Um, and yeah, it was, it was a very humbling and fulfilling experience very wholesome going out there
0: the fact that you're saying that and you preface that it was below zero at most points during the trip is outstanding well, it, was, it
1: was below freezing it was oh below oh freezing. sorry yeah. sorry below freezing yeah, so it got to same
0: to, to everybody else
1: that's yeah whatever <laughs> yeah. same thing it's real cold it's real cold it was it was uh when we got up to drive back to the airport it didn't hit 33 degrees until we were an hour and a half away from their farm and just getting to the airport so, wow. it was it was colder than you're going to find out here. It was so nice. It was 29 degrees when I woke up to go to the airport. That is, on, dude, uh,
0: I have to tell you, Sean, winter has fallen. And we had a day this last week where it was about 35, 36 in the morning. Wow. So, we're at we're at 2,000 feet, man. This is different. It's a new experience for me because mm-hmm. it gets down to the 40s in San Diego in the morning, yep. which I'm pretty familiar with, but... You know, that, that 35, I definitely was like, whoa.
1: But, man, it was so good. Riding the bike. Oh. oh, I bet. my. As you know, and I've said it a bunch of times, I'm a cold weather guy. I love cold weather. So, for me, and it was funny because my grandma couldn't understand that I loved the cold. Because to her, she uh. was freezing. So, she had jackets. She had the heater turned on. And they have a little uh, ADU. It's where I was staying. My brother and his girlfriend were inside. I was in the ADU outside. And she kept telling me how to turn the heater on. She kept worrying, do you need another blanket? Like she wouldn't leave me alone. And, and, you know, do you need anything else? Which was really cute at the time. But what she didn't understand and couldn't understand even when I told her is that when I would go to bed, I'd open all eight windows in the whole ADU and I would turn the fans on and I would get the, the room as cold as I possibly could and then close the windows and I would get the best night's sleep ever. So I was getting my room yeah. down to 28, 29 degrees, <laughs> closing the windows and then crawling under the blankets. She just couldn't comprehend wanting to sleep in the cold like that. And I was like, no, I hadn't even touched the heater the entire seven days. We were there. I never even touched it. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that. I mean, I'm not really much of a heater
0: guy ever. I mean, every once in a while, it's kind of like a fun creature comfort, but mm-hmm. I feel like the only time I really ever do it is if I go surfing and then I'm just frigid it like winter surfing and I yeah. just come out and my body's cold. And cause that's the only time I really ever get cold and it's just like cold to the bone is mm-hmm. from surfing. But most of the other times I just kind of let it ride. You just gotta, I like feeling the different seasons. Like it's, and I say that I live in the Southwest. It's not like I'm getting anything super crazy but even Allie and I we used to go out and we'd go to we'd love taking winter trips and we go to places on the east coast we went to North Carolina once and um Charlotte which was where we were staying on this specific trip it was yeah down the 20s and just ripping wind right down the middle and it's kind of like this different aspect to life where you that we never get to experience where you actually have to put on cold weather gear every time you go out and mm-hmm. there's something
1: to it i mean it's fun but yeah i'm i'm excited um i'm going to going to ohio in a few weeks and it should be snowing out there and then i'm planning a trip out to missoula montana next march uh for a big convention friday saturday sunday in the middle of march and it won't be snowing there anymore but it'll still be pretty cold coming out of winter
0: so that yeah. should be really fun that's awesome, man. Well, we are definitely in the fall festivities here. I mean, right around the corner is Thanksgiving. So we'll probably get one more episode out for all you listeners and make it our Thanksgiving hurrah. But tonight, you've been wondering where we're going with all this. We're going to be talking about <laughs> theme park navigation with Sean Bennett, John Power on the 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 backup tonight. I'm gonna be learning from Sean's techniques. He's got all sorts of tricks up his sleeves, and he's got two sleeves. So there's a lot of tricks. I'm telling you, Sean, break break down this this recent trip and and kind of your overall. Sounds like you got some experience in this world that I could I could gain some experience myself.
1: Yeah, I I love theme parks. I uh, grew up going to theme parks, so I live. Grew up living in San Diego, and so the theme parks we have here, closest is SeaWorld, next is Legoland, then you have Knott's Berry Farm, Disneyland, Six Flags Magic Mountain, and Universal Studios. Those are the main theme park attraction parks in Southern California, and I grew up going to every single one of them. Uh, my first roller coaster was a wooden roller coaster at Knott's Berry Farm. I think I was six, maybe seven, and we always joked it was my my first roller coaster, and it was my dad's last roller coaster. He <laughs> never, never wanted to do one again. He hated it, but he decided to to do it with me to do my first one. We stood in line for over two hours to sit in the front seats really? of that coaster, and. I look back on it with fond memories. Though I don't quite remember the ride, I remember how excited I was when I got off the ride and how much fun I'd had. So, I've always had a theme, a thing for theme parks. Oh, Delmar Fair, which you—it's not really a theme park, but they have some rides. Oh, and I man, I love. If no, it's a it's, ride. <laughs> it's a different level. Delmar yeah. Fair is like there. There's some intense
0: thrills there, man. If you're if you care to, I've done the uh, bungee jumping. Mm-hmm. And the, well, I've pretty much done all the rides there, but yeah, I've done that. But have you ever seen that bungee jumping one where they lift yeah. you up in the crane? Have you done that one?
1: Nope. I haven't done it. I was oh. always too scared to do it. I want to, but I haven't do done it. it yet. I really like the ride at Delmar fair where it takes you up and then drops you straight down. So it's, That's a good uh, one. It's uh, maybe like 10 stories, eight, 10 stories, something like that, and then drops you off the top. Um, but I, I really like theme parks and I'm really passionate. About theme parks, because to me, the engineering behind all of the rides is so freaking fascinating that I end up spending half the day standing in line just looking at going, How in the world do they do that? How did they come up with this? And so I have what I feel is a different attraction to theme parks. Attraction to the attractions? (laughs) Attraction to the attractions. So, uh, Luckily, my mom is also really big the theme parks, so nobody else in my family likes rides. It's just my mom and I, and luckily, we're both on the same uh, level of motion sick in that we both love rides that drop. We hate rides that spin, so if you have any techniques for spinning rides that I don't touch on tonight, please let me know. Send it in uh, <laughs> Instagram or, or email or the website uh, because i i just can't do them i get too motion sick to do spins or any rides that go backwards uh, i just get sick and the whole day's ruined so i love take me to the highest point in the park drop me off of it i'm the happiest person that you'll ever be so i've gained some experience through all the theme parks that uh, we're going to drop some knowledge tonight if there mm. are any tips or tricks that we miss let us know we'd love to share them on a future episode Uh, but these are the things that i've learned that have made the parks more enjoyable and the experience more enjoyable so you're more likely to go back a second time so are you ready to get started john i am as ready as i will ever be i think at this point so let's go all right let's do it so my first recommendation is see if your theme park has an app almost from what i've experienced almost every single theme park nowadays has an app and the benefit of the app is you have a built-in map you can add your tickets and passes to it so you can quick scan things you can order food through the app
0: uh you can do
1: almost everything you want to do through the app you and the the number one most important tool that the app provides you is the current wait times so that's a very very important tool when you're trying to plan your day out and you're standing in line for one ride that says it's a 45-minute wait, and then you look in your next ride you want to go to is 120-plus-minute wait, you might want to start rethinking when you're going to hit that Do I want ride. to go
0: to that ride or do I exactly. want to go to another ride?
1: Exactly. Because if you wait until you get to the ride to realize how long the line is, you've wasted all of that time and get energy to the ride yeah and energy exactly i mean it's so, exhausting man i mean i'm not
0: young anymore sean i'm getting I, i'm still very young but, but i get exhausted easier now it's kind of weird because i i'll be watching my kids run around and do all their stuff and sometimes after a long day of work or a long week i'm just
1: like i'm actually kind of tired yeah, <laughs> i agree and i even experienced that this time it doesn't help that I have to take Tramamine, so I don't get motion sick. So that kind of makes me a little bit more tired. But, uh, you know, I was noticing I had a little bit more body aches and fatigue on this round than I have in the past. And it's been been a little bit since I've been to a theme park because of COVID. So this was a kick in the butt, but yeah, I get recommend... back into it. Exactly. I highly recommend you get the app and the app is more important it's not only important on day of, so you're at the theme park. It's important to have a couple of days before because it allows you to check what rides are open and what rides are closed. So what we experienced is Six Flags Magic Mountain was coming out of their Halloween season, and a lot of their rides were closed oh. for maintenance. So the first day we were there, only four of the 13 rides were open. Oh, so wow. that made it very easy for us to figure out what we wanted to do because there was only four rides and then i would look two hours later and now a couple of rides are open so oh they so like when you started
0: the day yeah there was only four rides yeah and okay. then
1: as you go and you're standing in line you know okay now batman is up and running but superwoman is down or wonder woman is down and then superman the ride is open but x2 is down and so you could i could rotate through so the app is incredibly crucial to have wait times what rides are open what rides are closed you can order food you have the map uh you have your tickets on there it's it's the number one thing i recommend and i'm keeping it on my phone year round because i also set it so that i get notifications when they have deals and things like that deals on tickets or passes or food uh so it can pop up on my phone and i can automatically go okay i'll go ahead and add this you know, food pass. It's on sale right now. I'll add it to my ticket, so the next time I go, I get a free meal. Just those little things that can help. The
0: app attack. I
1: love it. I'm the definitely gonna attack. gonna take that one.
0: Take that one. I mean, I yeah, I know. I think most parts that are relevant today have have an app interface. Yep. Most businesses today have an app interface, <laughs> if you care to see. And I have been uh, a big fan of utilizing the apps more. Just from the time-saving aspect, which you've highlighted here, but yeah, it really does seem like today, if you're not using apps to you get a little bit more efficiency out of your day, then again, it's like it's it depends on what you're doing. I mean, sometimes you don't want to be as efficient, but in these circumstances and when you're ordering certain, that's where I kind of go most with with apps is like food and mm-hmm. if if. A, a restaurant that I really enjoy and go often has a reward interface. I also like to take advantage of the, the rewards BJ's has a rewards club. They do. And they <sighs> give you some pretty good coupons. Oh, it's $10 <laughs> off, man. Like every other visit, you're getting a $10 coupon. I'm like, let's go BJ's. I'll yeah, cover it's... that tab. Coworkers. Exactly.
1: <laughs> it's pretty nice having the app. So what the app does for me is it allows us allows me to do something that john and i talk about in almost every other hobby that we've talked about is there are multiple phases you have the phase where you're actually doing the activity but before that you have the planning phase and the app allows you to do that planning phase and for me my mom and i have kind of changed how we do this over the years we've modified it as we've seen what's worked so back when we used to do maybe about five to 10 years ago when we would go to a theme park, we didn't really do much planning. It was just, okay, we're going to go to the park. We bought our ticket. This is the day we're going. And it was usually on a weekend because we were working or we were in school. So we go on a weekend, not a whole lot of planning involved. And what we started realizing is we weren't getting much enjoyment out of going to the park. You know, you'd paid Quite a bit of for tickets. Now you're going to the park. There's long lines. You can never get the <laughs> ride you want. Food is super expensive. Like we're just finding ah, this just isn't as fun anymore. Yeah. So we started doing more of planning. What are the rides we want to hit? What order do we want to hit them in? And then we started doing something... Three years ago, that we hadn't done before. And that was planning for doing multiple days at the park. Oh. So this is one of my next tips. Okay. If you can swing it, if you can swing it, you got do, book. you've got the pocketbook. You've <laughs> got the pocketbook. Plan to do two days, at least two days at the theme park. And the okay. reason that I say that is we usually do a Friday, Saturday. Friday, the theme parks are generally less busy because it's a weekday and people are working. Saturdays, it's a free-for-all so you never really know we started doing that so that friday we can slam rides we can do as many rides as we possibly can in that day and that is our hectic day it's just move to the next ride move to the next ride and because there's the lines aren't very long sometimes you can do rides multiple times and you can keep doing it i think we rode of the 13 rides some were closed i think we ended up doing 11 rides the first day a couple of those were repeats of doing the same ride twice but we were cranking rides out we were only there for six hours and i think we rode 11 rides so we were just moving through the park i see you have a a face john
0: wow well i just i mean i don't
1: know i'm just taking this all in (laughs) it's amazing (laughs) it was it was a lot it was a lot going on but what we did is we got a hotel thursday night we stayed in the hotel Thursday so we could get to the park early when they open Friday morning. You're at the park all day Friday. We got a hotel Friday night, stay there Saturday, do the park on Saturday. That has been the trick that we've decided in our planning phase. This is what we have to do. We have to do the two day. Well, and I, then- I have never
0: done the two day. I have done, I've done one day and then you stay the night and then you head back the next day. Mm-hmm. But I, 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 I'm liking where this is going. So,
1: As far as planning, you know, you're you're so now this
0: takes more planning,
1: pretty much. Yes, yes, it does. It it does take more planning. You have to plan what hotel you want to stay at. My mom has a hotel rewards account, so we can get Uh, you can use points at certain IHG hotels. That's where we stayed this time. Um, You know, you have to plan around what days of the year you want to go. So there's a fantastic website and this will be in the show notes. It's a website called is oh, yes. and it's a really useful tool. They have over 20 theme parks on their website that they rate the days in which things will be packed or not. So they have multiple levels. There's ghost town. Hey, it's all right. It's packed. Yep. It's packed. Forget about it. Those are the ones that they're like, Hey, if it's ghost town, go, those are the days you want to go. Hey, it's all right. That's okay. Uh, Yep, it's packed. Lines are going to be pretty long. Forget about it. Usually the holidays, Thanksgiving, okay. Christmas, when everyone's off school, everyone's off work, they're all going to be at the theme parks. So there's different tools you can use to try and plan your trips. Wow.
0: And they have more than just that. They have shopping for at Costco. They've got zoos and aquariums on here, which they're all in. Uh, Is this based on... San Diego, or something, I think it's like got... based on Southern California. So, if you look okay, because the they've parks... got SeaWorld, San Diego Zoo, and San Diego Zoo Safari Park. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they have Costco's as the shopping option, anyway. This is neither here nor there. We're sticking to the theme
1: park, Sean. Yeah, it's a fantastic tool. So, first, but you have to plan your trip. Uh, I've done some willy nilly trips just to theme parks and it always ends up being stressful and not as much fun so my mom and i will plan at least four weeks in advance we'll have a hotel picked out and we'll have our rides that we want to do planned that's usually within the first four weeks that's what we have okay uh, planned you guys Uh, are definitely
0: in it to win it with it with picking the rides so this time Kind of what's uh what's what's your guys's flavor? I mean, are you you want to do all
1: the big heavy ones first or? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so in our planning, mom and I luckily are both motion sick people, so we don't do the spinny rides. So we're looking at yeah. high thrill, fall from as high as you can rides. And so we, after we went through, I we do picked like that those. and we ranked the rides in order of kind of the ones we were most excited about to the ones that were we're okay if we have to skip it because the lines long or we'd rather do another ride. So that's kind of, you know, we're, we're just taking a look, you know, about a week before the trip, what's still open, what rides are closed, what do we want to do, what's the weather going to be like, that'll tell us what clothes we're going to wear, the clothes will tell us how likely we're going to be wanting to walk really far. So there's a lot of things that go into it that you don't really think about until you're there. Like, I would rather walk 10 miles in a pair of shorts than 10 miles in a pair of jeans. Me but too. if it's going to be... 35 degrees when we get up in the morning i'm not going to be wearing shorts so i need to plan my day around i'm going to be in jeans maybe not as comfortable let's hit the rides that are all pretty close together you know focus on instead of zigzagging around the whole park that's that's the oldest play in the book the one i've been employing for
0: for years at bush gardens you gotta you gotta hit those areas yep and then you You move on to the
1: next area exactly gotta pick what you want to do okay so we've talked about having the app we've talked about doing some prep periods so of planning for the rides you want uh do you want to do one or multiple days if you're going to be doing multiple days I recommend you stay in a hotel um, I'm currently kind of actively avoiding Airbnbs lately I've really? been finding yeah I've been finding that the quality has kind of dropped a little bit so oh, uh, yeah. if you can get a hotel in the area, uh, do a hotel they're really easy if you have points we've talked about points credit card points hotel <laughs> points before uh, tune in tune into to the financial any, any of our digest of the how-to hobby world because we have broken that down a number of times yep yep exactly so you've got the planning period is over you've planned what you want to do and when you want to do it what the weather's like what are you going to wear where are you staying that's that's a very crucial planning getting into it then you actually get into the doing part that's right
0: and before we get into the doing we're going to take a little break to walk you through our social media sean has mentioned a number of very exciting things so far in this episode but if we've missed anything this is going to be the best way to get in touch with us and let us know uh what your tips may be for navigating theme parks and or any of the things that we talked about tonight. So the best place to get in touch with us is always going to be our website, howtohobbypodcast.com. That's where you're going to see everything that we have going on at the at the tip of your fingers. It works on your phones. It works in your, I mean, shoot, we almost. it's almost like having an app. That's how good the, the website works. And, and that's because Sean is the man behind the curtain making that happen. Thank you, Sean. We also have a Gmail account. and. And that is where, if you want to get directly into our inbox, that's where you're going to do it. You're going to drop us a line. Hey, great job, how to hobby guys. That is howtohobbypodcast at gmail.com. We accept all criticism at that website. Sean is very quick to respond if you have anything to add to our episode. And if you're interested in sharing uh, a hobby that you've taken to the next level, please drop us a line in our Gmail account. We also have an Instagram and Twitter, at HowToHobbyPodcast. And now, we're going to jump back into phase two. This is where the doers get stuff done. Sean, how do I do it? The
1: where doers. It feels like a <laughs> Lowe's commercial. I love it. Uh, yeah. So now you've planned God. the trip. Yeah. You know, now you're getting really excited. You know, your, your adrenaline starting to come up. Now you're getting to the do. So I'm going to break down some of my favorite tips for the doing portion of this. And like John said, if you have any other tips, let us know. Uh, the first one I'm going to start with is the order of the rides that you do. So you take in the, the knowledge from your planning trip of what you want to do and where the rides are on the map. Now you gotta come up with your order of the rides. And that's very important to do on the day of. I always base it on how many people are in the park. So when we went on Friday, the order of the rides didn't really matter for us because there weren't that many people at the park. So really what we did is we got in the park, we just picked a direction and just started walking. And then we would do rides as we went there was a little bit of thinking in that in six Flags magic mountain there are some rides that are up on a hill and some rides are at the bottom of the hill and you don't want to keep just climbing the hill and going down the hill and climbing <laughs> the hill and going down the hill so we kind of had some logic in the direction we were going but generally it didn't really matter we were just excited yeah. to be at the park and we were hitting rides left and right uh, some rides, like we found out at Magic Mountain on uh, Twisted Colossus, if there's nobody else in line, they'll let you just stay on the ride. So you don't even have to get off the ride oh, take your seatbelt off. You can just stay sitting best. and then just do the roller coaster again as many times as you want until somebody gets in line for your seats. Or you so, vomit. Or you vomit, yes. Yeah. <laughs> because <Which laughs> then did... they kick you off no matter what. Luckily we weren't on that ride, but somebody did vomit on the car right before we were supposed to get on it. So they oh, had to no shut way. that car down to close the hole or they had to close it to clean it. And then they sent it around the track one time to dry off <laughs> it came back, and we got on the ride. So- did you,
0: okay. I have a question. So I was in Bush gardens beginning of this year in mm-hmm. February and we did a similar thing. We went on a weekday, same deal. It wasn't really, it was actually a really fun event. Uh, kind of their food and wine festival. Um, but yeah, it was a great weekday. We went a lot. But did you notice there was a lot more vomit um, on uh, around, in and around compared to any time I've ever been to a theme park. I don't know if this is like a, a thing that's happening. Like people are coming out and they're like, oh, I don't even know what's happening anymore. But it was weird, man. Like at every
1: ride, there was vomit. Luckily, it wasn't that bad at Six Flags, but it did seem like more rides were shut down, or there were more stories in line. You're overhearing people saying, "You know, they were on this ride and someone threw up," or "You know, they were, they had to wait in line because this ride was closed for uh, 15 minutes so they were cleaning." Uh, luckily, we only saw it on one ride, but I don't know what it is. Uh, you know, I don't know if it's we gotta, weather weather based or we got to get you know. it together. That's what it is. <laughs> we're, we're we're nobody's out. Nobody's
0: doing anything. we're sitting we're sitting our our brain it's like we're on the iss or something for a couple years we're coming out like
1: where do i go (laughs) exactly well tip here don't go on a ride right after you've had lunch give yourself at least 15 (laughs) to 20 minutes to let that food settle before you're gonna flip yourself upside down
0: that's right or with when you're crazy i did this once when i was younger i eat one of the you know how you can get at the theme parks the massive chocolate cake like it's like uh uh-huh. eight stories tall i ate one of those and then went on <laughs> rides it was like my little challenge to myself but i wouldn't do that now i would no oh. i i wouldn't
1: do it either <laughs> we we gave ourselves a good 15 20 minutes after what we did is we ate lunch and then we went to the ride that had the longest line that way we knew we we're gonna oh, be in line go. for at least 45 minutes so we could let the That's food a- settle while we're while we're just waiting so we're not just waiting around we're at least waiting in a line doing something yeah getting yourself psyched ready to take
0: on the uh, i will say so this has been weird too i don't know if you felt this talking about order of rides what about order of age as i've gotten older my inner ear has gotten more sensitive and that is also kind of weird i don't know
1: I struggled with it this time, too, more than I'd ever struggled with the inner ear dizziness before. And I was even on Dramamine, and I was still struggling more. What I started realizing is the sunglasses that I was wearing, because they're polarized, I think my normal motion sickness, my my high level of getting motion sick, basically anything, uh, the polarization of the sunglasses was causing my eyes to fight the sun more. And so I found that when I took the sunglasses off, I took my hat and sunglasses off on every ride after oh. that, and I felt better. So yeah, I just started going, that. no no prescription lenses, no hat, just open air, sun on my face. And that really helped with mine. And We'll get into some techniques for motion sickness at the end. That's one of my tips and tricks. Um, yes. Yeah, it's, no No it's- vomiting. But no vomiting. that doesn't make hobby, a very good day
0: yeah that the hobby boys we're not going to stir you wrong okay we, we our listeners don't vomit on rides this is no. this is some serious stuff you don't want to shut it down if you feel you know, well i mean i don't know i i think it there is definitely a skill to understanding your body but let's let's get into it you know we we know how to do it we know how to how to understand what's going on in our own minds and i think that's important i this is
1: not where sean was going with this but this i'm just throwing this
0: out there you know let's think
1: (laughs) it's no it's a great great point it it goes also to don't let people pressure you into doing things you don't want to do so if you've just eaten And all of your friends are saying, Hey, let's go ride that ride. And you're not feeling good. Don't go ride that ride. Yeah. Let them do it. Relax for a little bit. There's nothing wrong with saying no to a ride. Anyone that pressures you into a ride is in my opinion, somebody you don't want to be spending time with anyway. So just if you're not feeling it, don't do it. We don't want to hear any of our listeners throw up at a theme park. Unless it's a girl and and you (laughs) think she's really cute, then maybe do it, (laughs) But, but, but. but to a point, cause there's nothing that's nothing as fast as not getting a second date than throwing up on the first date. The, so. Well,
0: and that is true. And, <laughs> and nothing to, to your credit, Sean, nothing will ruin a great day at a theme park than throwing up one time at a theme park.
1: Yeah. So that's the, the other rest thing, of the too. day is completely shot. Yeah. You're, you're just, useless.
0: you're whatever. I mean, like it's, it's a wrap it's curtains. Yeah. That's it's where curtain. you see the people packing up midday. Dad's upset. Cause Sunny, you know, got a little too happy with the with the Kool Aid and cake all day long. Watch the sugar content—that's mm-hmm. for sure. I mean, there's there's a couple different things. Sean will probably get into it at the end here, but so so let's talk about ride quality, Sean. Yes. Uh, do you do you kind of have a technique on you know not doing like eight coasters in a row, or do you kind of let the app dictate? Oh, that's a short wait. That's a short wait. Or cause that's also something too, like if you're really hitting them like boom, 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 boom. I mean you're it's like being
1: in, in a fighter jet. Mm-hmm. Sort yep. of. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, it is the same on your body. The high accelerations, the dropping out of nowhere. It's it's intense on the human body. I mean, we weren't really built to throw ourselves off of high towers and to do twists and turns really sharply. So Corkscrews and Corkscrews you have to listen to your body and the order of the rides and the level of the rides are partnered together. So what we would do, Six Flags has a, a thrill level rating. It's low, thrill, a low, high, extreme or max is what they That's do. Right. X2, and, extreme. X2. So what we did is we would do kind of back and forth we would do maybe two max level throw rides and then one high and then go for a little slow one you know like the little boat that goes back and forth so we still get to do a ride but we're not pushing our bodies to the extreme and we kind of play with it a little bit and also that's part of why i put that in the do category versus the planning is it's going to be based on how you're feeling day of as well So if you're still feeling really good and you want to go hit those high-intensity rides so you can get excited, do it. If you're not feeling it, don't do it. My mom and I made the mistake three years ago that cost us about three hours of park time because we got to the park. We did one really high-intense ride. It's the Twisted Colossus. It's a mile-long, five-minute roller coaster. It's really intense, but it is my favorite ride at the park. We did that ride, came off that, and went and did a ride called Riddler's Revenge, which was the worst ride to do if you get motion sick. It spins oh, yeah. you, it throws you, it does everything. And we got don't off you that sit ride. on that one too? That's the one where you actually are standing.
0: Yeah, you're standing. It's like on a you're on a little. Um, it's like riding a bike, but you're on a roller coaster, pretty much. Yeah, and a banana seat.
1: That one we. We ended up getting off that ride and spending the next two hours sitting down in the shade, putting water on our face, trying to not throw up. Oh my gosh. It was really, it took, it stole like two or three hours from us of just sitting there feeling like death. Just regretting that ride, wishing we hadn't done it. It was the worst experience of that trip. We lost a lot of time. And so we knew going back this time, we're not doing that. So we intentionally avoided some of those more intense rides and gave us more time to do some of the other rides. Uh, Maybe do another ride twice or three times, something that's not quite as intense, but still is fun. So the level of rides really important to pay attention to, especially if you have kids or you have somebody who's not a huge theme park fan don't push them to get on the scariest ride at the park because then they're not going to want to do any other rides the rest of the day let them build up to doing that crazy scary one where you're going to go backwards you're going to flip upside down focus on doing some of the smaller rides too and what plays into that as well is how many people are at the park so like the first Mm -hmm. day friday there was nobody there We were able to flip-flop back and forth, not worry about what rides, because the longest wait time we had was 10 minutes. I mean, we didn't care. Saturday, different story. A lot of the rides had up to 90-minute waits. One of them had 120-minute wait. So what we did is when we got into the park, we went straight for the back of the park. Because what ends up happening is humans want to get extreme satisfaction as quick as possible. So what do you do? The average person walks in the park, walks to the first ride they see, and stands in that line. So what ends up happening is the back of the park, that is maybe a 15-minute walk from the front gates, there's nobody there yet after the park opens. Yeah. So we rode the Superman ride, which is one of the longest lines at Six Flags, twice in less than 15 minutes. And that included (sighs) them closing the ride because something went wrong, and they had to work on it reopen it. We just got on, rode it. Got back in line, rode it again almost immediately because the there was best. nobody there. There's nobody there. And then we immediately walked down, hit another really high intensity ride mm-hmm. because again there was nobody there. So we kind of planned that day of noticing, oh, everyone's going to the front of the park. Let's go to the back. Let's see how the lines are looking like back there. And it was a fantastic idea. It ended up saving us a lot of time and a lot of heartbreak of standing in lines for nothing. <laughs> Well,
0: I I love that tactic because we actually did a similar thing this last time. One of my favorite uh, rides is about 15-minute walk from the front. And I've known – I used to go to the theme parks a lot when I was in. We'd get the fun card so you Mm -hmm. can go every single day during the summer if you pay once. They don't really do those much anymore without crazy blackouts. But, man, me and my buddies, we'd go like every weekend. And we were just pros and we knew what to do. We'd spend the whole day. Oh, so good. If you're young, get a theme park card, get, do, do something. Again, I, I look back on these, Sean, these times of, I, I think it's great that you're spending this time with your mom because it's wonderful. And to, to have that intentional time with people, again, we talked about it at the beginning of the show, but people that aren't always going to be a part of our lives in such a meaningful way, we, we need to spend time with, we need to spend and be intentional about it. Um, people move, people, you know, you're like, who knows how much, how much longer you'll be in San Diego. You just never know these things. So it's so important to take advantage of these things. And when I was in high school spending time, some of my best friends are still my crew of, uh, theme park goers. And we just went up and it's just, there's not many things in life that are that free to roam. And, and there's just a lot of fun and freedom within, Mm -hmm. within reason. Like it's, it's like a, for adults and kids, I mean, it's really such an amazing, no matter the theme park you choose, it could be anywhere in the West, the East. I mean, check your
1: local listings, you can find something. So, yep. I definitely agree. Getting to spend the time with my mom was amazing. We have so many stories and we even grew closer. She and I are already pretty close, but we grew closer. You know, we have now hilarious inside jokes from the trip and it's just (laughs) really, really good time. I still have to do a theme park by myself. I haven't done that before and I do really want to try it, but I think spending that time with people is really important. And something you said that I had forgotten to mention in the planning phase. Was look out for deals on tickets. So it's really important, even if you're saying now, I don't feel like I'm going to go to a theme park for another six months. I got to work myself up to it. Start going on their website and looking now. My mom and I got a crazy good deal on our Six Flags tickets. So we nice. actually got annual passes, and the annual pass that we got was eighty dollars. It was eight, you know, eighty-eight dollars, and that gets you unlimited park access through the rest of 2022 up until September 4th, 2023, unlimited access to the park, unlimited parking, and 10% off food and souvenirs and accessories it's in the park for killer. $88. A normal park ticket is $65. I
0: was going to say 66 bucks.
1: Parking <laughs> is $40. Yeah. What?
0: Yeah. So oh my for spending
1: $88 to get, unlimited passes and unlimited parking we went to the park one time one day and you've already you've already (laughs) spent less than you would have if you would just gotten a day pass
0: yeah that's unbelievable
1: so look for those deals they do black friday deals they do christmas deals we got ours in october it was a halloween deal because they were pushing their halloween theme come to our six Flags. hollow screen you know fright fright (sighs) fest right crazy deals on it because we went two days. We basically went to that second day completely free if we hadn't done the pass. And we're going to go again in December or January. We're going to go again in probably April or March. And it is now basically we're just going to the park for free. Now it's just gas getting us to the park. That's all That's it wonderful. is. And so look for those deals and you can buy them sometimes in the, uh, group deals. So I know when I went with Sarah and Mike, um, uh, John and I were friends with them in college, we actually did a deal where if you bought four passes, it was the price of three. So we got a free pass <laughs> and we all saved money. And, you know, Neil went with us and we did Six Flags. So there are those deals out there. Just look at them, plan ahead. You know, if you're gonna do it next summer, start looking now, you might find some crazy things. And if you get a, a annual pass now, it's still good for next summer. And you still just saved yourself a free trip to the park. So uh, start checking those out now.
0: Well, and I know before we dive into the motion sickness tips here, this is something that I think is super important. And we we talk a lot about the thrill. We talk a lot about the, what it is to go and, and do the extreme stuff and figure out your level of ride. And, but some of the things about these, really the pass I think is where you get, obviously you get the bang for your buck. But you also get the freedom that Sean has kind of expressed at the beginning of this, which if you're just trying to cram it all into one day, it just, it gets stressful and you get a, potentially you get frustrated because, you know, you, you can't do everything you needed to and, and, you know, tensions run high and you're trying to cram in a bunch of other things that maybe you don't need to do if you have a pass. And there's also something to just taking a break, like giving yourself an opportunity to just stop and smell the roses when you're in these. Cause not only are theme parks fun and extreme, there's a lot of amazing engineering marvels. They're beautiful. They're mm-hmm. like, you can sit and there's a lot of lo- wildlife. Usually there's uh, a lot of great local fauna and foliage. Bush gardens back in Williamsburg is literally one of the most beautiful parks I've ever been to. And ever probably ever will. I just love it. It's you can just sit and, you know, get a drink and relax and, and just enjoy the, you know, a moment of not going a hundred miles per
1: hour. Exactly. No, literally exactly. exactly. (laughs) Uh, I think that there are, there are certain things in life that you should be able to take your time with, you know, your, your first, vacation uh as you know with a couple or you know your first uh i don't know i can't think of any others right now but for example the park You don't want to be stressed at the park. You want to be able to relax and have a great time because there's nothing worse than being excited, spending a lot of money to get tickets and getting there and then just being frustrated the whole day. The greatest part was, you know, my mom and I were like, oh, man, we really, really want to do this ride, but it's just too long. We can't wait for that line. We're going to be back in a couple of months. I don't mind skipping it this time because I'll come back next time. Like there's there's that mindset of it'll be. Okay, I will tell you, if you are new in a relationship, I recommend going to a theme park if you want to see what your relationship's going to be like in a stressful environment. It's just like flying, <laughs> flying with a significant other, seeing what that's like. And the second you get your first uh, plane delay, it really shows you the true colors of the person that you're dating. Theme parks are the same. When you've walked seven miles and you're waiting in line for an hour and you have to make small talk with each other to keep yourself entertained for the 90 minute wait to get on X2 you're going to want somebody that you actually want to spend time with and you'll quickly quickly find out whether the relationship is real or not. So if you're if you're looking to see how what real your relationship is or how well you guys do under stress, go to a
0: theme park. Love it. This is this is how to hobby dating advice central tonight. <laughs> you didn't think you'd get it here listeners, but here we are. We're packing it full of value once again. Let's finish up with our tips on how to tackle the Ah, dramatic beast of motion sickness,
1: Sean. You you have a couple things up your sleeve. What's your number one? Number one is Dramamine. And when I tell you this, if there's anyone out there who's got motion sickness and you're thinking, oh, he's going to give all these tips and tricks, and it's I have way worse motion sickness than he does. This isn't (laughs) going to work for me. I've gotten sick watching seaweed. Okay, I get more motion sick than anybody I've ever met in my life. I've thrown up on a whale watching trip uh, in elementary school. Threw up all over the the stairs to the boat. Uh, I've thrown up riding bikes on or riding boats on lakes. I get crazy motion sick. I drive everywhere we go because I get motion sick just on a freeway that's going straight for an hour. If I look down at my phone and look back up, I'm dizzy. Like I have some of the worst. I've experienced, but I've found ways to deal with it. So let me walk through some of that. Dramamine is the number one tool for people who get motion sick. I recommend getting the, specifically looking for the tube that says less drowsy. So the normal, the normal Dramamine doesn't say anything about being drowsy, but if you look at the back, it'll say product can cause drowsiness, don't operate machinery. If I take one regular Dramamine, I can barely stay awake. I, I'm struggling. Mm. That's the last thing you want when you're going to be walking several miles at a theme park. You want to be awake and alert, having fun. So I look at it for less drowsy. Still makes you a little drowsy. So you have to be careful if you're going to be driving back home after a long theme park day. One of the other reasons we do two days in a hotel so that I'm not going to be tired and driving three hours back home and risking getting in a crash. Um, so that, that's why we spread it out. But dramamine is amazing. If you can't take dramamine for whatever reason, for example, my brother can't take it because he's on blood thinners and you can't mix the two. There are some more natural versions of dramamine. It's essentially just ginger pills. So there's ginger oh, chews. Yeah. For me, ginger chews and peppermints can help. They can help yep. ease my stomach. Um there's tips of if you're feeling dizzy, look out at the horizon because it's not moving. Um, smiling while you're dizzy can actually help with motion sickness because when yeah. you smile, your body actually releases dopamine that helps with nausea. It's an anti-nausea drug. So, like, even when I'm sick, like, if i am either been drinking too much or I don't feel good, I had a bad piece of fish or whatever, the first go-to thing I do is smile like a psychopath. <laughs> and it helps; it really does. I'll be laying in bed in the middle of the night, thinking I'm going to throw up, smiling into the darkness, and it has helped with my nausea. So, recommend wow. that. Wow! Um, this time I wore the the anti nausea wristbands, so they pressure okay po- pressure point on your wrist. It's kind of one of those fringe science things. There's some people that say it works really well. There's some people that say it doesn't work at all. I was willing to take the risk of it not working to hopefully help me not be nauseous. There's some other things. There's some magnet bands that you can do that are supposed to align something. I'm not really sure. Never really gotten into that weird stuff. For me, Dremamine, the wristbands, and Smiling have been the three most critical the most important and this is not just for most people who get motion sick this is important for everybody at a theme park drink more water than you think you have to
0: oh yeah Trust me.
1: oh yeah walking whether it's hot or cold sunny or cloudy drink more water my mom and i bring um big camelbacks the two and a half liter pouches for our backpacks and we fill it with uh, I keep, we buy these big gallon jugs of arrowhead water. We put it in the fridge or a cooler with ice the night before. And then we pour that ice water cold into our camelbacks, put it on our back, and that's what we drink from the whole day. So it's, for me, it, I don't have to pay for water. I hate paying for water at a theme park. I think it's a crock if they don't have water fountains i'm talking to you disneyland uh <laughs> i can't have a water fountain but i can pay nine dollars for a bottle of water
0: that's right um disney yeah, central
1: so, disney they central.
0: actually uh take your regular greenbacks and they'll give you disney dollars they have an yes, exchange right. up front it's pretty nice
1: <laughs> yeah there's there's an exchange program yeah it's amazing um, yeah so drink more water than you think that really helps with motion sick it helps with just having more fun at the park and God forbid you do get sick enough to throw up. At least you have something of water in there. You don't Ooh. want to be dry heaving at the park. It's horrible. I've done it. Um oh, gosh. Yeah. It was a really, really bad day. And it completely blows the whole day at the park. You're not going have any more fun.
0: We weren't lying. You're you said not
1: it. Li- no, we weren't at all. <laughs> a, so, just
0: takes one. <laughs> one dry <laughs> heave, one regular
1: heave. Game over. G- curtains. Game over. It's over. So, So Dramamine, wristbands, water, smiling, breathing, and taking your time. There's this need to get to a theme park, and then you just go, 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 rush as fast as I can. But the number one thing, if you're feeling sick of any sort, pay attention to your body. And if you need to take a break, take a break. Mm. My mom and I were so feeling so sick we thought we were going to throw up we just sat down we found a shady spot and we sat there for almost two hours drinking water putting some on our neck putting some on our face trying to cool off trying to get non-sick we just relaxed we knew we were missing rides. we knew the lines were getting longer but it was more important that we do two rides and have fun than to do four rides and hate it and feel sick the whole time yeah so pay it pay attention to your body enjoy it have fun um so yeah, those are my tips. Um, I've used them not only in theme parks, I used them when I was in Texas, when I was riding in the helicopters and shooting out the side with the ARs. I was on two forms of Dramamine, the regular and the ginger pill. I had the wristbands on, I was smiling, I was taking deep breaths, I was drinking buttloads of water. Uh, these things do work. So trust me, uh, you can still enjoy a theme park. Oh, and if you get motion sick, just don't go on spinny rides. It's like yeah. the number one easiest thing to do. Just if it spins or goes backwards, just say, no, it's not that hard. If your friends give you crap for not going on the spinny rides, they are people you don't want to be spending time with. Anyway, uh, go to the park with people that actually support you and understand if you don't want to do something, that's okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So find the ride that works for you and just ride the heck out of it.
0: Love it. And it only takes one ride to unlock the joy and that's what my story was took one right big bad wolf bush gardens 2000 and what would it have been 2005 yeah that's all it took summer man unlocked it and then i just it just started going from there because i was very scared of being sick so i i think a lot of people there is a fear of potentially getting sick and and embarrassing yourself but we're all human and you never know until you try at least once. And, and I would mm-hmm. guarantee you're probably not going to get motion sick, just giving it a go once. Cause you'll be so hyped on adrenaline your first time. <laughs> and so you'll really get the idea of what your body will do. And if it doesn't go well, then just stop. Like Sean said. So. Yep. yep exactly. Great. The number
1: one thing that I remember, uh, when I'm on a ride, it, maybe it's a ride I haven't done before or is, I've done it. I know it's scary, the best thing from my mindset that makes helps calm me down is I go, in five minutes, this will all be over. That's all I have to do. I just sit, I'm like, no matter how scary this is, I only have to be that scared for less than five minutes. And then I'll be standing right back here, walking off the ride, happy as can be. No matter what happens on the ride, it's only gonna last so long. And that that really helps me sometimes. To just go, just just let go. Just relax. It's going to be totally fine. If you don't like it, the ride will be done. You don't ever have to do the ride again. So it, it having a good mindset is very important to enjoy theme park days. I love it. Well, great job tonight, Sean.
0: And listeners, we thank you so much for tuning in to tonight's episode on everything theme park related. We're going to put everything we talked about in the show notes. Uh, the isitpack.com. You'll be able to check that out and see if your local theme park is listed. It might be. It has most of them. So we hope you have a great rest of your week wherever you are. And until next time, we will talk to you at the How to Hobby Podcast. Thank you for listening to another episode of the How to Hobby Podcast. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, Please give us a like and or follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks a lot and take care.